Hi guys, welcome to the podcast. Before we start, we just want to introduce you to our sponsor. Our sponsor is the Twitter handle, at MugsNFL. They're a company that offer a range of custom items, such as mugs, t-shirts, crewneck jumpers and hoodies. All customised with your favourite sports player or your sports team. That can be any sport, ranging from the NFL through to the NBA to UK sports. All you have to do for an extra 10% off your order is drop them a message on Twitter quoting our podcast that is the hardwood hoops podcast and now get 10 percent off your next order cheers and enjoy the show Hello and welcome back to the Harvard Hoops podcast. This is episode 40 and it is our first mini pod of the season. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Ben Jones. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Yeah, a little bit of news to talk about on this one. And we've got some uh, some semblance of a schedule finally, which we've been waiting for for weeks. Yeah, we've, we've been banging on about the schedule coming out, haven't we? We're, we're getting it in dribs and drabs. Um so one of the reasons, first mini part of the season this early on, no games yet, but we're jumping in. Yeah, definitely. So the plan is we're going to talk about a, a trade that happened. Uh, we're going to talk about the opening two-night schedule because they look quite tasty. We're going to go through the Christmas Day games quickly, um, just in terms of what we think about the matchups. And then we're going to ignore the rest of the schedule because it's a mini pod and we haven't got three hours to talk about <laughs> every team's best games. Um, yeah. We probably won't give many predictions because I think we're going to do an actual opening night preview pod another mini just before it starts so we won't give out any game winners but we'll just talk about the game so let's start with the trade though mate uh westbrook season is here again every season just every year before the season starts he seems to get traded um the washington wizards have sent and send josh josh wall <laughs> josh wall. don't know he's a new player from europe he's good uh, no, John wall and a protected first round pick for russell westbrook uh let me get your thoughts on this we might have some different views, I think. Do you know what? It's big names, right? But yeah. it's the most boring trade. <laughs> like They're both athletic guards that are injured a lot and dribble, 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 dribble to the hole. Um, one's played most of last season and when he didn't shoot, played really well. One hasn't played for like two seasons. Their I mean, contract's you, identical as well. yeah. They're both overpaid. It's just, like I said, it's the most exciting, boring trade, I think, in the history of the NBA. <laughs> it's sort of practically like for like, but that's my sort of basic take on it. What's yours? Yeah, there is a, um, a common thing, isn't there, in the NBA where it's kind of like a like for like trade where both teams kind of stay the same and they just like trade a bench player for a bench player. This is yeah. almost exactly the same with two star players in brackets. Um, the fact that the Rockets got a pick back for Westbrook, a player who didn't turn up for training camp last week and doesn't want to be there, I think can't be like underspoken. Um, I just think to get that, and the rumours were no other team were interested in Westbrook, like no team was interested in Wall, no team was interested in Westbrook. So to get a first-round pick for Westbrook, even though you do have to take John Wall, who is, well, is a worse player, um, especially with the two-year gap. We don't have a clue what he's going to look like. He could be so unathletic. There's been some weird photos of him on the internet um, doing, like, gang signs and 
always have and take out. And he was a little bit of a fat John Wall previously, so I'm not sure what what John Wall will get. But I think the fact they got a first round pick uh, means that the Rockets slightly win the trade, even though they probably got worse as a team. Um, and if Harden didn't want to play with Westbrook anymore and he's happy to have John Wall there, which apparently he is, you might keep Harden. So there's a chance it, it, it's a win in that way, but we, we won't know until he gets traded, really. But who do you think wins the trade, team-wise? Because I understand that Westbrook is a much better player and the Wizards have probably got a better chance, haven't they, getting the playoffs now. But what does that mean when you're just going to lose in the first round? Yeah, it's again, it's a really tricky one to say who's won because I completely agree, Westbrook so far is the better player he improves that Wizards team a small amount for the simple fact that he can play and if he sticks to what he's good at he could work really well with Bradley Beal because Bradley Beal is an incredible shooter and uh, Westbrook if he sticks to what he's good at like I said the drives being athletic under the rim um, drawing defenders to him and being able to kick it to Beal and the other shooters they've got with you know Bertans and all that but, um, yeah. It could work really well. Um, but going back the other way, you, like you said, you've got, they've got the first round pick and John Moore. So who they've now signed to Marcus Cousins as well. And him and Cousins played on college team together, didn't they? So they're yeah, going to have history there, which might... But the, the problem is they're both coming off injuries. So... Yeah, Achilles. <laughs> I think, yeah, Houston have got a lot more potential now that Westbrook's gone with those two players being added. But in terms of immediate impact, um, the the Wizards have won. Yeah, I would agree. And it is a heavily protected first-round pick. Uh, if the Wizards get in the playoffs, though, it would result in a first-round pick next year. So a lot of people are like, oh, it's heavily protected. They might only get two second rounds in four years because that's what it could be. But I honestly believe if the, the, the Wizards have got their best chance of getting in the playoffs this year and next year, whilst Beale and Westbrook are on the team together. Yeah. Uh, and if they get into the playoffs either of those years, then that pick does become a first-round pick um, the year after. So I just think that there's a chance that we will see it be a first-round pick. So I think that that's good for a team like the Rockets who traded all their first-round picks to get CP3 and then to get Westbrook originally. Yeah, um, yeah. And now with... Yeah, you've got to get them back. And they've traded Covington and Westbrook and they've got back three first-round picks. Uh, they have changed their team. It is worse without Covington and Westbrook, but they've still got enough players to, to be a top 10 Western Conference team at worst at the moment with Harden still there. Uh, and without Westbrook, you never know, Harden might be able to take it to another level again. So we'll have to see. But these are not two players or two teams that we enjoy talking about incredibly, but it'll be fun to see the Wizards. I like Bradley Beal, so if they're if they're in more com- yeah, if they're in more competitive games, I think that's a plus for both of us. I think with the Wizards as well, they need to put a marker down this season to for Bradley Beal basically, because we know the Heat have publicly come out and said if we don't get Giannis, we are coming with everything to get Beal. So they really need to commit to Beal and show him like we're making big moves, we're we're signing these players, we want to progress and, and improve. So, this they've got to do something this season. Yeah, yeah I completely agree. Um, but let's go on now and talk about some more exciting teams uh, with some schedule stuff. So, we'll go through the open night and what they're calling is like second opening night, the night after, where they're keeping some of the big games for boxing the second night. night. Yeah, boxing night. Yeah, very good. Well, that'd be a, we'll have to copyright that. Um, so opening night schedule then uh, very tasty we have the Warriors at the Nets for the KD matchup although 
we well, don't have a clue how much he's even going to play. I imagine he's going to be on some sort of minutes restriction. Uh, Kyrie's just come back off another injury, so there's a chance they might not even play those guys that much, which would, be, would yeah. not be good for the TV company. Um, but this is the the early game for us in the UK, so probably have more eyes on it. Twelve o'clock start our time. What are your thoughts on on just this game being the first game of the NBA season? It's a nice way to kick it off to sort of teams that may come from nowhere to actually do something this season. Um, be yep. so good to see Steph back. Really looking forward to that and seeing how Steve Kerr's got this Golden State sort of this new era of Golden State Warriors clicking. It's a shame Thompson's not going to be around, obviously. Um, Nets, I'm interested to see how Kyrie and Kevin get on together. DeAndre Jordan's come out and said uh, he was quoted and saying the reporter said, "Oh, what do they look like in training at the moment?" He's like, "They look like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, <laughs> insinuating they're 100 percent." So. Go, yeah. And they're both a, a joy to watch as well. So this could be a real fiery game. Lots of a high-scoring game. Not much defense played. Yeah, you could see a game where with Kyrie Irving, Karis Levert, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, and probably Jarrett Allen starting for the Nets. <laughs> Which, yeah. like you said, then that is just pure offense. Um, versus, well, the Warriors we kind of all know minus Clay really in terms of the Curry, Wiggins, Draymond Green, Ubre coming in for Clay, and then Wiseman maybe starting at center. So. That is an exciting group of players, I think, for the first game. And like you said, these are two teams that are... Clay's injury kind of scuppered it because you'd say they were probably in the top three, four, five teams to, to win it all. Um, most people's top five would have probably both of them in. But now, Clay's gone, you'd say these are two teams that are slightly below the top two in each conference but could make a challenge. So I think it's exciting to see where they're at. And Clay, uh, no, sorry, Curry versus KD in a scoring battle. Uh, down the fourth could be something that's quite fun to watch, I think. Yes, definitely. Uh, and then the next game then, uh, as always, the champions play. So we have the Lakers. We have the Clippers at Lakers. I think it's exactly the same game that was last year, unless it was Lakers at Clippers, but one one of the way around. Um, this yeah. one's a bit later, so you're going to have to uh, have a nap to stay up for this one. I think this is a 3 a.m. start. Uh, this would be ring night as well, so a lot of Lakers fans in the UK want to stay up to watch this for, for ring night. Um was this the least shocking opening night game you've ever seen? <laughs> we kind of yeah. knew it was happening. It's fairly predictable, isn't it? The Battle of LA. Um, luckily, I'll be on uh, Christmas holidays by then, so I reckon I can take both these games in. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see the new roster lineups, I think, with especially with the Lakers. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing their new players get take to the floor and, and see what they can do in the, the hunt for a repeat. and. Um, See whether the Clippers have grown a backbone, got a leader. Serge Ibaka. <laughs> there it is. Uh, yeah, I wonder if LeBron will even play in this game. That'll be my only worry. Um, KD and Kyrie on minutes restrictions in game one. Then LeBron decides not to start the season until January, which we haven't confirmed he will or won't do, but it's probably what he should do for, it, for his age. Uh, yeah. Unless he wants to take a couple of weeks off in the middle of the season like he's done once or twice before. Um, but yeah, All Star break being an actual break now, I think he's more likely to to play early. I, I, I feel yeah, like there's no All Star game, is there? Yeah, he, he's not one for sort of missing games for missing game sake generally. So I think he'd probably play even if he's on limited minutes. He'll he'll definitely play. I think, especially over Christmas. I think he quite enjoys the Christmas Day games and stuff. So cool. we'll definitely see him in December. Oh, nice. That that would be good for most fans, especially Lakers fans. After all that time of. Uh... 
uh, waiting to win another chip, getting your chip and then kind of kicking it off against the Clippers, which is the perfect game for them, isn't it? To rub it in with those Clippers fans and then LeBron not play, that would be a little bit of an anticlimax. So I agree. Yeah. I expect he probably will play. Um, he might be on a minutes restriction, like you said, him and AD maybe as well, um, which wouldn't shock me. But two exciting games. I think we're going to see two high scoring games there, even though the Lakers can play a very good D. I still think we'll see two high scoring games. Yeah. Um, the second night, I think there's 10 games, but they're kind of picturing it as a double header again for the national TV games. We have Bucks at Celtics, uh, half 12, I think, our time, UK time. Uh, this is no shock again, arguably to the top two or top three teams in the Eastern Conference going at it. Uh, Tatum versus Giannis. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, this Bucks Celtics sort of matchup in the past couple of years has been a really, really interesting matchup, especially in the playoffs. So it's always good to see them going at each other. There's definitely, even if they don't admit it, there's definitely a rivalry between the two. Um, so again, it's sort of stars that you want to see play, isn't it, early in the season as much as you can to Tatum and, and Giannis and see where they're at and see where see how these new sort of formed rosters are, um, see how they're clicking, see if they've moulded together during training camps or whether they need a couple more games under their belts before they're clicking on all cylinders. So, yeah, another very interesting early game. Yeah, the teams that have made a lot of changes, I do wonder how they'll look just because of the timing. Uh, Celtics haven't made many, so they're 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 going to benefit from that really because some teams might start slow because training camps and preseason can normally be around two and a half months, but we're talking three weeks here. So <laughs> I know they've just played a lot of these teams, but not necessarily with the same players they've got. Like the Bucks are going to be rolling out DJ Augustine and Drew Holiday probably in the backcourt. So it'd be interesting to see how they look. Um, I'm excited to see Drew Holiday as well start with Giannis. That'll be a fun one. Uh, after years playing in the Pelicans jersey. Yeah. Um, and then the next game that they've uh, marketed as the doubleheader is a team very close to my heart, the Mavs at the Suns, 10.30 again. This is late. This is 3.30. This is the worst tip-off time in basketball. Um, <laughs> I will not be staying up for this. Uh, I'll be watching this in the morning. Um, kind of a Luca versus Booker, two future stars of the NBA. Um, we'll talk about Christmas Day games in a minute, but they're definitely trying to pitch Luca as, as definitely the future for the league, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of camera time coming up, isn't he? He's going to get a lot of media attention. And he seems ready for it. He seems ready to take those steps forward and become the next sort of uh, the next face of the league almost. And I guess they've kind of pitched him against Booker because. I think that's what Booker also aspires to be. So, really, really tasty matchup, especially seeing Chris Paul in the Suns colours. Can't wait for that. Yeah, he's back. He's back in a, in a playing an important game. Um, Chris Paul, and then who else was the other player that I was I, I'm missing that they've signed? Oh, yeah, they've got Jay Crowder um, yes. as well. So, their starting five is going to improve so much more again from last season. So, uh, tough game for the Mavs to open their, their season with. And also, Porzingis won't be playing until middle of January at the earliest. So Is that injured still? Yeah, he did his knee against the Clippers in the, the playoffs. Um, but he did it a game before the playoffs. He decided to play through the pain. Uh, and then it came out. It was a torn meniscus that he was playing through. Uh, slightly tear, so they've repaired that. But they said he won't be playing on court till the, the first weekend, first week of January. So I can't see him playing their game until the second, third week of January. Yeah. Um, but why rush someone back who literally gets injured every year? I just don't see the point of rushing someone back. It's just going to make it worse. But that would be the only shame for, for opening night. But we'll probably see Luca touch the ball even more, shoot even more. So uh, 
never a bad thing. Um, on to the big one then, Christmas Day, probably the best day for for NBA UK fans, I would say. Uh, a little bit different this year because we had the bubble, didn't we? So we had loads of early games, but in a normal season, we don't get many early games. Whereas this year, Christmas Day is absolutely stacked. Yeah. So we open the day up. Um, I'll do it UK time. So 5 p.m. UK time, Pelicans versus the Heat. Slightly surprising to some people when this is announced. Not so much to me because I'm a Zion lover uh, and I know the NBA really want to kind of push him. Uh, what are your thoughts on this first game? Is this a shocker one to you with the East v. West matchup so early in the season? Uh, I wouldn't say shocker. I, I think it's definitely going to make for interesting watching, seeing Zion versus Bam. I think that's going to be your marquee matchup in that one almost, isn't it? And then Ingram and Butler. There's some yeah. big names flying around for, the, for this matchup. Um, so I, I'm really interested to see how this Pelicans roster gets on because they're kind of they're putting a really good side together slowly um, with Stephen Adams joining them as well. I think yeah, JJ Reddick's still there as well. Yeah, they're, they're really ticking over. Um, so it, I think it's a good chance for them to sort of test themselves at previous finals competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they'll be really going for it as well. They'll, they'll want to put a marker down. Yeah, they will. Zion's going to be going for it like absolutely no man's business there. And I think Jimmy Butler probably the same. Uh, yeah. National TV game, isn't it, as well? He loves it under the lights. We saw that against LeBron in the playoffs. He almost he just he plays carefree, doesn't he? He just enjoys being under pressure. So yeah. I think he'll he'll enjoy it. Um, and for any Heat fans as well, you can kind of watch that at five o'clock and <laughs> give you a second portion of your Christmas dinner and uh, go second. to bed after. Like eight, yeah. You're eight, yeah. <laughs> well, you're a Cavs fan, so you've got nothing else to look forward to. He's got some exactly. <laughs> um, next game, then. I absolutely love this game. 7.30, so this is the perfect tip-off time, you'd think. My wife might say otherwise, because she'll probably want to watch a Christmas movie at this exact time. Uh, it's Golden State, versus, yeah, Golden State versus uh, the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee. Um, this is really fun for me. Uh, top, top Eastern Conference team. The Warriors really want to put a marker down. I think having so many big games early on for the Warriors is good. I think it'll really fire up someone like Draymond Green, who, who maybe needs to, to kind of get going, and Andrew Wiggins as well. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? This is arguably, not in my opinion, but a lot of people say this is the best matchup of the day. Um, I think this is a, yeah, a bit of a, a brains versus brawn for me. The Bucks are going to come in and try and bully Golden State and Golden State are going to try and play a bit more intelligently and uh, play the game that they're good at. So, again, could make for some interest in watching. I, I quite like to see how Golden State are going to set up to stop Giannis. Um, yeah, Draymond will be on him, I imagine, initially. Yeah, I think so. But can Draymond cope with that in this sort of nowadays? That's yeah. What- that's why I think it'd be fun, wouldn't it? Because we could see if Wiseman does start. Does he play? Does he come yeah. involved with his defensive rotations? Or do they leave him on the bench for a few months to kind of learn how to play? It's interesting to see what they do. And I also think it's going to be interesting to see how they try and guard Steph. Um, because if you're a Warriors fan, you kind of want this to be a finals matchup in seven months' time. Um, yeah. So what do they do with Steph? Because if you've got DJ Augustine out there and Drew Holiday, I guess you guard him with Drew Holiday. Uh, and then that leaves Wiggins and Oubre on their, their worst wings. So, yeah, I'm interested. I want to see how good Oubre is. I think he's improved every year in the league. So, a big game on Christmas Day could be could be his sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Uh, and they've got nice jerseys as well this year. I love the Warriors City editions they'll be wearing for this one. No yeah. Christmas Day jerseys, apparently, though, unfortunately. 
there's been some interesting City Edition jerseys, if we touch on that quickly. There's been a couple I really like, um, and there's been a couple of absolute stinkers, I think. <laughs> uh, After we discuss these games, I'm going to get your best and worst then. Okay, okay nice, yeah. <laughs> Uh, then 10 p.m., which is the the last sociable hour game, I would say. Uh, Brooklyn at Boston. Will Kyrie play, or will he have a night off again? A lot of people think he'll have his day of rest against this team. He doesn't want to play in Boston. Um, for me, this was an obvious one. You know, we said Clippers Warriors, uh, Clippers Lakers on opening night. For me, this was just obviously going to be Christmas Day game with Kyrie going back to Boston. So, what are your thoughts? Yeah, this is a, this is the matchup everybody wants to see, isn't it? Kyrie back in Boston. Uh, get get a load of booze on, as in from the crowd, not drinking. But I mean, there's probably some of that as well. Um, I'd, I'm looking forward to seeing Durant and Tatum, seeing how that matchup goes. Although I think Jalen Brown will be defending uh, Durant most of the time. Yeah, that's, maybe. Yeah. That's the more intriguing matchup for me because I think Kyrie, if he does play, and he is 100% war run right a bit until they put Smart on him. That's their best option there um, because Kemba's not going to be able to stop him. So th- those... Kemba would... even plays as well. He's still injured with that knee problem. Yeah. So those would be the, the little points I'm looking out for in that matchup. Yeah, Marcus Smart and Kyrie could be fun. <laughs> He'd really, really get under his skin. Yeah. Uh, and that Kyrie would probably score more on him because he's under his skin, but he would also do and say some weird things. So I'm always there for Ky- random Kyrie takes. I, I would uh, smart fouls out in that game. <laughs> that's probably a, a good prediction. We'll have to check the odds for a betting segment in the uh, preview pod. Yeah. Um, next game then, 1am at the Staples Centre. The best game of the day. Uh, the two best players of the day. Sorry, Giannis. Um, we have... The Mavs and Luka Doncic going against LeBron James and the LA Lakers. Um, Luka playing against his favourite player of all time once again. Will he get another autographed jersey like he's done every time they've met? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, I'm biased, obviously. But one thing I wanted to touch on was Ben is a LeBron stan, as everybody knows. Uh, and there was a, a good video about LeBron and Luka going around. And me and Ben spoke about it. And I replied saying, I think Luca's the closest offensive player, not defensive, offensive player I've ever seen to LeBron. I was expecting Ben to disagree, but you actually agreed. So I think you're you're quite high on this matchup and maybe uh, uh, looking forward to seeing these two go out. Yeah, it's more Luca will never be as athletic as LeBron, but in terms of the way he can manoeuvre around That's the basket, style, yeah. yeah, the way he can pick out a good pass as well. Um, those kind of aspects of the game, I think, correlate really well to the way Le- LeBron plays. Uh, both, they've both got the same mentality as well, though, haven't they? As well, yeah. they want to score, they want to win, they want to get people involved. And when someone kind of fires back at them, they can both be very fiery. Even though off the court, you think they're both the, two of the nicest guys you'll meet in terms of like LeBron's history off the court. He's a great person, but on the court, yeah. if you upset him, he's an absolute dog. And that's the same as Luca. Yeah, exactly. And the matchups last season were incredible. Because because they have that respect for each other, I think, and they want to go at each other. Um, hopefully, Porzingis is back by that point as well, because it's nice to see him and AD match up. Because um, that's, that's the sort of marquee matchups in this competition, isn't it? And I think that is going to be the game changer. If Porzingis isn't there or isn't 100%, I think the Lakers have the edge over the Mavericks. Yeah. Uh, which is what we said all along with... With Dallas, we said it in the playoffs, didn't we? That Porzingis is the key to them winning anything at the moment. He's 
almost unstoppable. Yeah, almost that height and his and his reach and his length, uh, and the things he can do with the ball. So, without him there, I don't see them standing too much of a chance. I feel like they have enough bodies to sort of throw at Luca when they need to. Uh, so, it, it all rests on that whether it's going to be a competitive game or not for me. Yeah, I think Luca will go out and score thirty or forty just with the lack of uh is not being there. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see how this the new Mavs team lines up. A lot more defensive players there now that can help Luca. Um, still loads of three point shooters that can just hit shots from anywhere. So I'm excited to see see how they go. Um, and this could be the last kind of look at the, these two teams as they are because there's a lot of rumours that the Mavs want to try and make a trade uh, come trade deadline. So yeah, this will be a fun one. Um, and then 3:30 a.m. our time, <laughs> the, the one that will get the least eyes on, unfortunately. Uh, the LA Clippers versus Denver Nuggets. This is just two really, really good teams. Uh, they had that battle, obviously, in the playoffs that, that the Clippers ended up losing. Um, so, yeah, this didn't shock me too much. And if I'm honest, the time being in the last game for the, for the European audience didn't shock me either, just with the terms of the size of the fan base. Yeah. Um, but still another fun game, and you get to see some absolute stars again late at night. So, yeah, good game. What are your thoughts? Yeah, really, really nice matchup. It's nice to see these two go at it again. It's quite a fiery series, and Denver obviously got the better of them. Um, yep. So, really, really good to, to see this match up again. Jokic seems to be the key in this one for me at the moment. Hopefully, he's on form and we get a real all-rounded performance from him. Um, and uh, just in this season in general, I'd like to see some more consistency from Murray. We know what he can do now. It's can he do that week in, week out? Yeah, exactly. And that, that's that's his aim and their aim as a team, isn't it? And uh, Luka Doncic is making some great comments about uh, <laughs> Jokic coming over to the Mavs sooner rather than later yesterday. So he'll probably get fined for that, but I found that highly amusing. Although he did say I would not trade Boban for Jokic. Jokic will have to just come over on his own accord, which I found quite funny. Love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so those are the Christmas Day games. Um, on Boxing Day, I just wanted to mention a quick, huge matchup. Um, we have the Cavs versus the Pistons. Yeah, <laughs> Ben will be up. He'll be pissed. He'll be <laughs> full of Christmas food, and he'll be watching the Cavs romp home to a victory. Yeah, Cavs are going to absolutely flatten them. No <laughs> Kevin doubt. Love, forty points. Let's go. No doubt in my mind, Drummond's going to come out and have a real big homecomer. Oh yes, that's a great shot. Actually, that's actually worth the bet. <laughs> Um, cool. Well, that's the games then. Let's move on to a quick finisher with the City Edition jerseys. We've done no prep for this, so I have no idea on Ben's thoughts. Um, I don't want to talk about the Mavs gold and white jersey too much because everyone seems to hate it except for me. Um, I like it. Little, yeah. I like it. Is it. Everyone keeps saying about Real Madrid, and I'm like, yeah, Luka Doncic loves Real Madrid. If Luka Doncic wants a Real Madrid style jersey and he wants to sign a five year contract. Give him a white and gold jersey. Um, but yeah, give me your two your two best and two worst then from that list. Two best. Clear winner for me is that new Heat jersey. Oh, I'm a bit hit and miss on that. Oh, like that it. powder blue fading into that pink. Oh, yeah, yeah. It looks good, have you, seen, have you seen the shorts, though? No, I've not seen the shorts, though. The shorts, are the, the shorts are the same, but then when they're like combined, it looks a bit weird. Bit too much. But yeah, as a jersey, it is, it is nice. Um, in my top two, I would go with the. I love the Oakland one for the Warriors, uh, even though it gets a little bit of stick for. Yeah. For, for them leaving Oakland and stuff, that but the actual. Je- yeah, I I quite like that. Um, but that's because I like the old school 
yeah. uh, Oakland jersey when they first drafted Steph, so it's like a throwback. So it's just me being a little bit of a Steph Curry fan. Yeah. Uh, what's your other one in your top two? Oh, this is difficult to, to call, really, because there's a couple of little outsiders that I really like. Um, just honourable mentions, I guess. I quite like the Sacramento one, but that's because I'm a big fan of purple and blue as a colour combo like that. Um, I like the Suns Valley one, but I'm yeah, going to... Uh, the Lakers blue and white is really nice as well. Very simple, but really effective. The one I'm going to go with is I really like the Utah one, like the sunset kind of coming down the shoulder. I think that one looks really, God, really I nice. Do not like that one. <laughs> do not. Oh, I think that one's really it's nice. All, it's all right. It's in my middle section if I had to rank them. I thought you were going to say the Cavs. Uh, I don't like the Cavs one. That's, no, you don't. It might surprise people because I... I Generally, I really love the, the Cavs kit the past couple of seasons. I don't think they've really put a foot wrong. But I'm not a fan of this at all. I think, I don't know, I think it's the mishmash of lettering. Have you it, seen the Spurs one, though, as well? Yeah, meh. A bit plain, yeah. I, like, I do like the Spurs one. Uh, for me, my second one would be the Memphis one. Uh, they always do great cheers of Memphis. Um, and everyone's raving about the Denver one. And I hate the Denver one. I absolutely hate the red Denver one, but everyone else loves it. But I'm not a fan. Um, yeah, I the worst two, then. Worst two. Oh my god, this is. I think this is even trickier than the best two because I think <laughs> the Brooklyn one is minging. The Brooklyn New Orleans one, is one is horrible. Philadelphia, what are you thinking? The Wizards one just looks like your normal one. I haven't seen the um, the which was the one second one you said was the worst Pelicans. Uh, yeah, the Pelicans one is dreadful. Um, that's it's... the only one I haven't seen, I think. Pelicans one. Uh, well, go to my Facebook. I've posted all the City jerseys up. I'll, I'll transfer it over. I'll tweet them as well on uh, yeah, tweet them. Hardwood Hoops account on Twitter. Um, yeah, it's not nice at all. So I, I don't know if I can which one that I can choose out <laughs> of those. But Nets, New Orleans, Wizards, uh, Philadelphia, no good. No, good. They're all, they're all up there. Um, what about the Knicks one? A lot of people hate the Knicks one. Uh, where's the Knicks one? Let me find it on here. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people hate the Knicks one. You're not, not too fussed on it. Meh, yeah. I quite like the Toronto one as well, just black and gold, real simple. Very Drake influenced, I reckon. <laughs> as always. <laughs> yeah. As always. Um, cool. All right. Well, that's a little bit of Jersey chat then. Um, we will leave the mini pod there. Uh, Ben's going to tweet out those jerseys for everyone to, to kind of comment and rank on our Twitter page. Uh, plans, nice. Plans for the pod is we're going to have an Eastern Conference preview and a Western Conference preview coming up in the next week or so. Uh, probably two of our favourite episodes that we do. Uh, and then after that, we're going to have a betting preview and then an opening night preview as well. Um, a couple of mini pods there. So, yeah. A lot of content to come out and then uh, the season starts so we'll be very busy boys mate yeah but it's all good it's all stuff we enjoyed to talk about so let's keep it rolling definitely especially if the Mavs beat the Lakers on Christmas Day mm. right uh, that's all for this one then uh, we'll speak to you next episode uh, and uh, stay safe and enjoy the b-ball preseason. Speak soon <laughs>